the younger players, like the Pedris, the Death, you know, the next generation of the of the of the, the, the masala, the academy there, you know, the masala, the masala, the masala. Hello and welcome back to La Masala Podcast. I'm joined again by my two best friends, Elliot and Cal. Say hello, boys. Hello, hello. Good evening. <laughs> what are we drinking, boys? I'm back on the local guitar. <laughs> Is that the only beer they sell in your local, mate? <laughs> Cal, what Waitrose beer you got this week? Mate, I'm on the I'm on the brew dog, dead pony. They're, they're quite powerful then to be fair yeah, nice, strong, eh? I've gone that for something be... different tonight to be fair boys I've gone for a Stella <laughs> 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 it's the only thing in my fridge to be fair so. they're lasting you a while they that pack of six absolutely nursing them I've been filling well, up the well, same well, glass bottle just with water just so I look cool you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay boys first of all these videos as far as I'm aware continuing onwards are now sponsored by UDG Apparel if uh, Elliot's not wearing his because he forgot to put his order in, we were given the codes for our gear the other day. Didn't even place his order, so he's got some shit white t-shirt on. Carl's got his little t-shirt on. We've we'll be wearing different gear each episode. So if anything you like, drop us a message. We'll tell you where to go. We'll put we'll put UDG's link in the bio. It's in my Insta bio. They've got some decent gear. Like they've got some casual gear like this, but they've got like some really good running shorts and stuff. I think me and Carl are a big fans of Elliot. Yeah, and mate, the shorts <laughs> Why did you say Elliot, 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 Elliot is that kid that sits on his phone all day but doesn't actually achieve anything? So he, he hasn't managed to order his stuff yet. <laughs> yeah. Can I say, so, why did you why did you say Cal's t-shirt is little, by the way, Tom? He's hundred percent an extra small, isn't it? Let's be honest. Uh, right. So for today's episode, this is technically episode four. However, this is actually episode one of the American series that we promised you was going to be coming. Obviously, we've been flooded with messages about how, how to get to America, how we got there, about questions about our stories, this and that. So we're going to do a little weekend review of the games. We'll probably mainly cover our three teams because it's a good weekend for us three, wasn't it, boys? We're all smiling. Bloody brilliant. Nine, nine points sitting in this Zoom call right now. Then we'll go over the America. Then we'll go, we'll go over America. Uh, our, our individual stories getting there, and then our stories kind of together while we were there. Then we're going to start to do our top five players of all time. Not start to do. We're just going to name our top five players of all time. And then finally, we've got uh, Elliot and Cal have picked out a load of questions from you guys, the viewers, from the Instagram, the YouTube comments, our personal DMs, all that. I've left that to them lot. So we'll see what they've come up with. So, without further ado, Callum, I think we'll start with you. The old ball mail, good result against Watford the weekend. Mate, massive result. Um, hopefully, that's a little little change for us and uh, we can start picking up a few wins. Um, obviously, we saw Wilshire get sent off and Lerma just being back to his, his best self, shithousery. So, um, yeah, massive win, mate. Massive win. Happy. Do you think that's now... Did you play well? Obviously, I didn't watch the game. Was it, did you play well? Were you the better target? I think we had we had we had the best chances of the game. Um, we always look pretty leaky at the back, but um, yeah, no, mate, it's it's massive, and we didn't concede. So a clean sheet after the last couple of weeks has been massive. So um, yeah. yeah, hopefully going forward from that, mate, we can start kicking on and maybe get into 
We're in the playoffs now, so if we can keep in there, you never know what happens at the end of the so season. You're back in the playoffs now. Who did you knock out of the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. Cardiff. Cardiff lost, Cardiff. I think. Oh, right. Is that their first loss under Mick McCarthy? They were flying, weren't they, under him? They, they'd won like six or seven in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they either lost or drew. I, so I keep getting flooded with messages about Barnes. They apparently they're up in the playoffs now, aren't they? Mate, they were just they're just below us at the moment, which is absolutely mental. Like Mate, that's nuts. Then you say then you say they've got a few Americans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a couple of couple of American lads. I know they got one uh, winger. I think um, I don't know. I think they got him from Orlando, someone like that. Um, oh right. Through the college system. So decent. We move on to the baggy boys. What? Mate. What a result for the album that was. I called it as I told you we'd win. I always have faith in the lads. Yeah, I fancy Jews. Obviously, there's a lot of discussion about the shit that went on with this game. Um, first of all, like me and Cal have said every fucking week, typical Brighton. It's just typical Brighton. They look lovely. They play good football. They possess it well. They create chances and this and that. But the I end of the day, I can't believe Graham them. Potter's a virgin. Yeah, I can't believe that. Like, if if ever they had the perfect opportunity to actually score, they had two pins. <laughs> <laughs> I think, first of all, the first pen, look, in my opinion, it's harsh, but I understand why he's given his arms up. I get, I get it. I'm not going to really dispute that. The second penalty, I was, I was ready to smash the telly up because when it happened, I was like, oh, fucking idiot, Stonewaller. And I watched it back and he clearly wins the ball. Like He literally gets a full foot on the ball and then knocks into the player. And you can see it on the replay and it just seemed like VAR just didn't do anything and then good old fucking Welbeck <laughs> steps up and oh my God. If there's one player you don't want to step up to a penalty, it's him. It's him every day. I think Welbeck's was bad, but the first one, he's like clipped it. He's like literally yeah. like a 30-yard diac and he's just how like... Weird, yeah, how weird was the technique with that, that first one? It I freaks just, me out, mate. It was honestly two horrific penalties. Connolly missed one where it bounced back to him and he skied. Other than that, though, people are saying they, oh, they had a lot of the ball. They, they created, like, half-decent openings. But other than, obviously, the two penalties and the chance that Connolly skied, they didn't create massive chances. They had a few that flew across the box and no-one got, got in. But their, their free kicks should have stood. It's just, yet again, we're talking about referees, VAR, yeah, a load of bollocks. Lee Mason, oh, God. So, he's... They've took the, he's, according to Louis Stunk, and it kind of seems like it, he's asked Mason if he can take it quick. So Mason's blown the whistle. He's took it. And just before it goes in, Mason blows his whistle again for no reason. Yeah, I don't know why he again. Blows the yeah. again. So then Mason immediately says no goal. VAR comes up saying goal. So everyone goes back to the halfway line. Then they check it again and say no goal because they heard the second whistle. He whistled it just before it went in. Mate, if that was against me, I don't know about you two, I would be fuming. Especially in the game as well. Yeah, you'd be like, gutted, mate. You'd just be like, what the fuck is going on? It's just it's just a load of nonsense. Mate, it went on for about five minutes. That did. Absolute load of nonsense. I think it should have stood. So, in that sense, they are they were unlucky, Brighton. But we missed a brilliant chance with Maitland, Niles and Pereira. Created one second half as well, where we should have scored. We, we had some... First half, I thought we played well. Second half, we didn't play well at all. We didn't play well at all. We just... What I don't like about it, when we go a goal up, we just tend to drop, 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 and we're not good enough. I mean, we got a bit lucky, obviously, the weekend, but we're not good enough to hold on to 1-0 lead. I don't like it when we do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Brighton are now firmly in a relegation battle because they're lucky Fulham didn't pick up a result today. It's great. <laughs> it's great <laughs> to see. I absolutely what do you, what do you reckon, love it. Like, 
bit of glimmer of hope, Premier League next season? Um, the tiniest, tiniest glimmer, but it's too little, too late. It's the way I look at what it. What are you on? Seven, 17 points now? Yeah, and the maximum, the maximum realistic points, Tally, I, I can see is getting is about 30. And Brighton are on 26. Yeah. They're going to pick up more than four points. It's yeah, just yeah, it, it's no hope, mate. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. I, I, I've I've conceded with me down for ages, but it's nice to see us actually putting up a bit of a fight. It's, if we would have had this squad at the start of the season, I think we would have been all right. But it's too little, too late. Yeah, that York, uh, that York Sula is good, isn't he? He's different level, man. There's a, a decent side. They'll sign him in when we go down. He's a uh, mate. I, I'd like to know how good that Celta Vigo midfield must be if he can't get in because he's way too good for us. Way too good. Yeah. He looks a proper player. Um, but then on to the mighty Spurs, Elliot. What a team we are, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> we are unbelievable. We've been waiting all day to talk about us because we are unbelievable. Um, no, I mean, it was good to see finally Bale getting a start and I think it paid off. So hopefully... Is he back? Gareth Gale. I think he's back. Come on, the boy. Four in his last four. I know it was against Burnley and like fucking FC Curry and Chips in the Europa League the other day, but I don't really <laughs> don't really care. Before, before you really got care. the game, obviously Burnley horrific. Like we said it didn't we in the preview. If Burnley play like they did against Albion, they're gonna yeah. get hammering. Um can we just quickly touch on Gareth Bale's like technique? I just love nuts. How he like hits the ball and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, even his, the second goal, man. I know it's it's pretty simple, like, but he always like he always hits it cleanly and he always gets it right in the corner and stuff like. He's just an absolute. The thing I like player. about that is like he, he hit like when he's coming onto it, he doesn't slow down at all. Like he takes no. it all in his stride, comes yeah. inside and then just smashes it. Like he never like adjusts his feet or he never gets no. stuck under him ever, does it? He? He's just he's so special. Like, oh, I'd love nothing more than for him to actually be back to even like near his best. Because if we yeah. see that again, oh my god, that from three is going to be frightening. But yeah, I don't know if you want to go over anything else on that game, Al. Um, No, yeah, I think it's a solid performance all round. Nice to see Ellie get uh, Ellie Ali get back involved as well. Um, Who's Ellie? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh yeah. Oh, no, no, no. oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Ellie, if you're, Ellie, if you're watching. Um, <laughs> no, um, no, Ellie doesn't exist. I'm a bird. Um, what I was going to say um, uh, <laughs> no yeah just a solid performance all around Kane getting another goal bit of a lucky deflection but I mean to be fair Pope made a, a few good saves in the game as well some solid saves like some really good saves to be fair what to was me. he doing for the first goal yeah no but in, in fairness like weird it wasn't like deep in the box it was like by the penalty spot he Bale sort of scored I mean the defenders like no one went with yeah. either of them but, um, I don't think Pope, Pope just, can really get blamed for that. No, but Pope just seemed to stand there. He didn't yeah, yeah, react yeah. to dive. I just thought it was really weird. And that's why Sam Johnson should be starting. <laughs> what um, happened with the second one, though, El? Is The second one, did that get a deflection, the Kane one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, he, still he still should have done better. He still should have done better with that. near post, didn't it? It's just it sort of weird. goes over him, doesn't it? Like, but um, no, yeah. And I just want to touch on Roy Keane and Jamie, Jamie Rendell's Oh, argument. that was unreal. Because although... Although I'd never claim that we have like, like, I mean, the players in question that he was talking about, Roy Keane, I just don't think he was really making much sense. Like, I think... Yeah, the, the thing with Keane is, right, he's got this persona of just saying what he wants and being a bit controversial and kind of saying what it is. But I was agreeing with Redner. I was like... Yeah. 
What was Keane actually trying to get at? Because he, he, he began by saying not one of them were getting the City Liverpool team. And then he named Kane and Son. And he goes, yeah, them too. And then he goes, oh, Reguilon's a good player. And he goes, oh, that's why Real Madrid got rid of him. And yeah. then Redknapp was like, so is he not a good player? And Keane went, yeah, he's a good player. So I don't get what his argument was. But he was going I on think about... He was saying they're not a world-beater, isn't he, basically? No, like, but I mean, like he was saying, like, with Reguilon, he was like, oh, that's why Madrid sold him then. So, like, what, any club that sells a player, like, they're not good. They've got Marcelo at left-back and that Mendy, who's obviously unreal. So, I mean, if you surplus the requirements, he's still a good player. And, like, and with Doherty, he came, he was Kane in Doherty. He, fair enough, he's been poor this year. But, I mean, last season, he's one of the best right-backs in the league. That's why we signed him. Like, well, the thing, yeah. the thing with Doherty was... He was in a five at the back, which he suit, which suited him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's now gone to a four at the back, which obviously doesn't suit him. And that's probably why he was knocking around League One and whatever at the time. And he's improved with a five at the back system. He's been coached well with Nuno. And then he's been thrown into a four at the back. And it just doesn't suit him. He's still a, he's still a good player. Yeah, I think there's something weird with Doherty as well, because he doesn't even get into the Ireland squad ahead of bloody Coleman. And Coleman is about 46 now. So oh, really? he must be doing something wrong. I mean, to but... be fair, he hasn't been playing like consistently at all. I mean, he came on today, I think, uh, in the last... Yeah. Mourinho's just not having him, but yeah, oh, I think oh, I think Spurs have got some top. But I agree with him about the goalie. I, I, I remember having an argument with you ages ago about Lloris. I've never, I've never. Been yeah, he's sort of coming back on the downhill downward spiral again now. But um, I just think Lloris is too. <sighs> he goes through forever. stages, honestly. After yeah. last season, first half of last season, he wasn't great. But then when when we when we restarted Project Restart last summer, he was unbelievable. Like every Spurs. <laughs> That's what it was called, wasn't it? I'm trying to get a job with the fucking BT and Sky. Like, use the proper. In Rishi Sunak over there. Start. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he was unbelievable. Like, every, I remember like seeing all load of Spurs fans and stuff being like, "Wow, like he's he's sort of come on leaps and bounds. Like he's been unreal." And I then, just think he's oh, gone. And then this season, to the, at the start, he was unreal as well. And then, but that's I don't like over criticizing keepers because it is so easy to just jump jump down their throats as yeah. soon as they make one mistake yeah. like at the end of the day he's kept his number one spot in arguably one of the best like international sides in the world for his entire career basically he's their skipper he's won the world cup like I think yeah. it's just a few mistakes here and there that people came him arguably I think those mistakes do have an effect, and like, I don't think he's really considered the like, top five keepers in the world anymore. Um, I get, I get your point with all of that, and like you say, the, the thing with keepers is a mistake is a goal. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can't get away. But I, I've said to you before, I think he's always, he's always liable to throw one. Yeah, no, I've I, always no, had that thing about him. I think I'd, I'd always... have to agree. I'd have to agree. I mean, he'll go through patches where he's unbelievable, but I think every season yeah. he's probably going to be at fault for at least two or three. And weeks. also, a France really blessed in the goalkeeper department. I know they are elsewhere, but well, I mean, throughout his career, what they've had like that Mandanda. Who else? Well, I mean, Barla. point proven. Point proven. They're fucking Bartes. What are you on about? <laughs> you weren't even, Louis, you weren't even born. Uh, Chelsea, Man United. I thought it was a typical two short game. Again, just two short ball. It's tactical. It was a bit methodical. I know that. I know Reece James is unbelievable. Some of yeah. the balls he puts in. I'm now having him to start at the Euros. I think. I think After he's one a, game. Yep. You're <laughs> mental. You're absolutely mental. I think he has a good balance. Like he's good going forward and he's good going 
uh, like defending. But whereas like Aaron Wambasaka excels at defending, not great going forward, and Trent's yeah. unreal going forward, but not as good defending. I think Reese James has a good balance, but I do yeah. think yeah, he does. I probably Game on the but um, can I just point out? I know they're my old squad, but United against <laughs> the big sides, like what is going on? Bruno against the big sides. Yeah. I mean, if United want to be title contenders, you've got to beat the teams around you and the teams you're competing yeah. with. They I think I, I tweeted it earlier because I was sort of, I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a little dig and see what I can find. They've drawn nil-nil twice with Chelsea. They've lost one nil and drawn nil-nil to Arsenal so far this season. Drew nil-nil with City, drew nil-nil with Liverpool and lost 6-1 to Spurs. I mean... It's, mate, yeah, you can't really argue it. It's... They seemed they seemed happy with the draw. I think. Yeah, but like it's, United of United of old would like at least be if it's a nil nil. It's like a fuck me. How is this a nil nil? Like this, yeah, this having a go. Like yeah. Know what I mean, was it a penalty? Yes or no, Elliot? Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah. If, if I was, um, you know, um, I'm not having that as a penalty. No way. Really? What? No way. Oh. Re- Gig's not going in my team. <laughs> Jeez, really? Yeah. No, um, yeah, because again, where is his hand meant to go? He's running, he's jostling, he's running, and it just hits him on the tip of his fingers. Are we serious? Is that what we want a penalty to be? No. But then basketball, TG. But then but then size blocks one with his arm on the line, and that's not a penalty. Oh, you're so biased against the Dingles, man. Honestly. Yeah, I've got something against them, mate. Well, I do I do get I do get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying, but I mean But that comes down to consistency though, with refs. Yeah. That's not that's not yeah. that's not the players' fault. Both of them I didn't see the size one, but um the Hudson Adoy one, if it's why is his hand up there and why is he like balancing and basically trying to do like it wasn't that hard. It's harder. I mean, you've got to read basically shoulder length, and shoulder he height. Yeah. What's he went to run like that, like a Lego? <laughs> In box, yeah, when you yeah. chest, when you chest the ball, you put your arms down like that, don't you? Like chest the <laughs> I mean, you've got. It also, it also then hit Greenwood's arm. It's just one of them. It's just that happens. That is not a penalty for me. So. It might be in the rules. I don't know what... No one knows. Yeah, exactly. The Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, pretty pretty boring game, I think. I was a bit disappointed with Chelsea going forward. Um, I thought they'd go for it, you know. I did think yeah, they'd go for it. Yeah, I was a bit... It's too sure, though. He's just he's happy, isn't he? As long as you don't lose, he's happy. He's sexy boy. Liverpool, Sheffield United, they've just won 2 now. They only watched the first half. A very boring game. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, very boring. Typical. They had a goal disallowed. Sheffield United's offside. It was calamitous defending again. Kabak. He, he's having a stinker, isn't he? I mean, I know it's early, but he might be P-O-N-Y. <laughs> um, um, I just want to say, Ramsdale pulled off a few worldy saves, to be fair, but he's still shit. Yeah, he's horrific. Um, Absolutely. We have big hands, isn't he? He's an Albion fan, though. So, go on, the boys. 1-0, ugly. Got the ticks. Come on. <laughs> That's it for the weekend guy. Oh, Everton Southampton tomorrow. I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be one-one. So you won't even need to watch that. Everton uh, two-nil. Oh, I hope they get. I hope they get a drum in and about nine of their players get injured because we've got on Thursday. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you what, lads. I'll tell you this right now. 
we're going to beat Everton Thursday and we're going to beat Newcastle next week and we're doing it. I would love it. I'd love it if we beat them. <laughs> Get out! No, don't do that. What a joke. I'm gonna, that's going to be the moment. That is going to be the moment. That is it. That is it. I love cock. I mean, I mean, I don't know what he's on about there. I don't know why I'm even saying that. L Cook is what I was trying to say. L, play the clip. What? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to... Well, we're going to start with the old American, uh, Shabazzle. Um, Get some! <laughs> I think we'll start with probably our individual stories. So, Carl, if you want to take the lead. Yes, Gaza. Um, well, me and you, guys, we obviously went to the same trial day, but previous to that, I was working, uh, I think I was working on site, so I was doing like carpentry and stuff. Um, and one of my one of my mates was uh, out in Florida and he just won a national championship for Rio Grande. Um, no, that's not Florida, that's Ohio somewhere, but he'd been out in Florida the year before that. Um, so he was he was messaging me saying how good it was. He's like, you need to get out here, mate. It's going to be unbelievable. Like, you'd love it. And I was like, oh, do I fancy it? Do I not? Do I? And I did a few of the trial days, which me and Gaz went through the same agency. Um, and one of them, we went up to Leeds, absolutely miles away, arsenal of nowhere, uh, <laughs> bloody cold up north. Um, and uh, bloody cold. And we, up we also north. It was a it was a uh, it was a tournament, wasn't it, guys? And we played like basically had like fifty fifty or sixty coaches over um, yeah. on this on this ground, and we played like four or five games or whatever in front of these coaches, and they got to watch however many players, hundred players, or whatever, and then chatted to a few coaches after, um, and coach that spoke to me and Gaz, uh, he kind of made the biggest impression on me about where I was going to go and what I wanted to do, um, and then after that, kind of took a spiral, and we kind of went down the route of. Yeah, going going to Wilmu um, over the next couple of months, and um, yeah, it was amazing. It was a great journey. Al, do you want to touch on how you you got over? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, sure. So like, I was just like, lovely one day, and then I got the call. You're <laughs> South America, buddy. You know what? Fuck oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so um. Uh, <laughs> I basically originally never actually had plans to go out to America. Um, I'd, I have an older brother who's like two years older than me and a couple of his pals um, had gone out to America. A couple, One of them went down to Rollins, which is a college in Florida, and one of them went to Barry, which is another uh, college in Florida. So I'd known that obviously it was like, an unbelievable experience and a great opportunity to play. So, but I kind of always had my um, sights set on playing football here. But um, yeah, so basically, I was just at sixth form, graduated, um, left sixth form in like July 2015, I think it was, and took a gap year because I didn't want to go to uni in England and sort of wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Was just working in that gap year and then kind of just saved up and I saw. Um, a couple of postings for some USL trials, um, which is like the division below MLS. Uh, and I literally just thought, no, oh, fuck it, I'll just sign up for some of them. They were pretty cheap. Some of them were invite trials. So I just 
sent off some emails um, and then went out to America in the January of 2016 and went to a few trials. Um, they went, the trials went well, but I was 17 or eight, I was 18 at the time. And the coaches kind of said to me, like, we recommend that you go to college, you know, get like three, four years of playing under your belt. And, you know, that will sort of put you in good stead to then make the next step, obviously to the professional uh, leagues in America. So, and when I experienced America and football and, you know, soccer and all that, the trials, that kind of thought sort of made me think like, oh, you know what, like, I actually want to give this a go. Like, I, I sort of then decided to give the uh, scholarship route a crack. So when I got back from America, I signed up to an agency in like February, March. And yeah, just cracked on from there. I, Because I, I, I signed on quite late, I didn't go to any showcase days. So no coaches actually actually no I went to one I tell a lie I went to one um uh yeah uh, in Sutton Coalfield actually your way Garrett um but yeah I went to one there and a few coaches had seen me play and had a few offers and then obviously I spoke to coach Nick who was our coach at Wilmington and yeah it just seemed like a good fit really um so yeah committed to them in the June of 2016 and went out to America in in the August yeah, four years flew flew by. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was my my mum's kind of different. I had an offer to go out to Denver when I was eighteen in my last year at college, and I thought I thought to myself, oh, I think I'm a bit too young for that. And I was kind of doing well at Hal's Owen and stuff, which is a local team um, to me. And I, like I, I'd kind of planned to either go to uni in England or see how football goes. It it was going kind of well. And then that offer, oh, I can't remember why. Um, that was it, right? My predicted grades at college were very good. So the, the universities I wanted to go didn't accept me, but I ended up getting like the top marks and everything because basically my first year, I was on a scholarship at Tamworth, my first year of college, and Tamworth got relegated because they were a pro club at the time. They got relegated from the conference. So they went semi-pro and they cut the academy. So everyone had done their first year, just kind of got cut. So I had to go, I went back to a college by me, Dudley College, and then was playing football locally. And then people there was, um, said, oh, you could go, go, I got this offer for Denver, this and that. And I was like, oh, and because I'd kind of fucked about in my first year and not really got good grades in my first year, my second year prediction was terrible, but I ended up getting like top distinctions and everything. So I could, could have gone in the end. So then I applied for those same unis the year after and I said, I'll just take a year out, play football and work, this and that. And then literally a week before I was meant to move in, I was going to go to Cardiff Uni. The week before I was meant to move in, a guy watched me play and he was like, I think you'd suit the American style. I think you'd do quite well over there. Blah, blah, blah. He was obviously either working for sports recruiting or involved. So I went down to trial day, literally a few days after. I didn't tell anyone, went on my own. And then, I mean, Cal will tell you, it was a bit of a shit show, really. It was like, they put you all into random teams. It was just a tournament. And you ended up playing, like, it was like eight or ten games. And, like, these are full-sided games. And well, by, the, by, like, the, the, I think uh, my team... Were we on the same team, Cal? I don't think it was. Hey, we were on, yeah, no, we were on the same team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, Cheers for remembering, we, mate. Sorry. Bastard. <laughs> um, I think I, I had a chest infection as well, so I was fucking struggling so bad. And um, 
we got to like the semi-finals, didn't we, Carl? And I just remember the game, everyone's just walking and absolutely fucked. And I was like, I think I scored a few goals. I, I played all right. And then I went and had a shower and that. And as I was coming out of the showers, it was really like dark. It was like <laughs> really dark. It was just this one lit like lamppost. And as I come strudging out, like coach Nick just kind of popped out and he was like, hey, is it Tom? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then he's, anyway, just started chatting. I was really impressed with him. I mean, I know coach has been watching the last few episodes and coach, you know, it's only banter, mate. We know, we love you really. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just really impressed with coach. Like I said, I think we've, we spoke about it when we was over there. He was the main reason I went to Wilmu because obviously he had a big, big influx of English players anyway who he'd been and gone. So obviously, there's a reason English had to go in there. And I don't know about you guys, but the offers I did get, it was just, I remember I spoke to this one guy, I can't remember what university it was, I think it was in Kansas, and all he kept telling me was how many girls were at the college. He was like, this is the percentage of girls and stuff compared to men. And I was like, Are you, is that really your way of selling this to me? <laughs> I had that, I had that. I would have probably gone. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, where do I sign? But, uh, yeah. so I, I had one I, of them. He was like, he was like, do, do you want to know the proportion of girls to, to girls? To yeah. yeah I was I like, know. I mean, yeah, you can tell me. And I was like, all right, brilliant. Like, are you any good at football? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, coach was very like, I just found him really down to earth and just genuine. That he's the first one I spoke to. I thought, okay, he's not trying to sell me or bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I'd, I'd, agree, yeah. I'd agree with that because I had a couple of coaches that like really went overboard like yeah like, i had some like, i had like a spectrum i had some that were literally like yeah it's not much to do around here it's not like a really yeah town. like really yeah. Under- i didn't get that at all <laughs> and i was like what are you trying to do here and then and then coach just sort of came in pretty normal just sort of chatted about general stuff and what the university could offer and i think he sort yeah. of more, he more sort of for me pushed me towards speaking to lads that had been at the college that, or that were there. That was, that's speaking that's to what Brian. sold it to me. He said, he said, yeah. you don't want to hear me tell you how great everything is. He said, I'll put you in contact with some of the lads and they can tell you, they'll give you an honest, honest review. And I was like, that's fair enough. I mean, if he's confident enough in that, then he's obviously got a good programme going on. Yeah. So then, and, it, and also we coach with yeah. me, put your money where his mouth was. I had, I had offers from other people. I was thinking, well, you can't want me that much if that's the scholarship offer because a lot of people have been asking this about the money in America and it completely depends. It depends on the university you go to. It depends on the, the scholarship offer you're given. So, for example, I mean, I don't know if the lads are comfortable going into debt. I don't care speaking about it. But co- originally, coach offered me like a 50% scholarship and it turned out me and Cal had to redshirt. So that means because we'd had longer than a year out of... Um, it, it's either if you have a year longer out of... Um, studying so school or if you play like if they find out you play like at a semi-pro level or have been paid to play so I think for me it was a bit of a double whammy so I had to redshirt my first year which means you can't play you just have to study so coach basically said look we'll, we'll, I'll offer you 50% this and that and then the week after he rang he rang me back up and he said look Tom will you commit to me right now if I if I offer you the 100% when um when um if I double your offer when you can play, so you still have to it'd be 50% your first year and then a full yeah. when after that. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it then. And like, just the bits, like, I don't know, I, I don't know about you, when he was sending through like all the gear you can get and stuff, I was like, fucking hell, this seems like, this seems like the bollocks, like all the free boots and stuff. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. sign me up. Yeah, but see, then I, in terms of like the, the dough, sorry, because I signed on, basically because I started the process late. So basically for you lads watching, um, and listening in, 
basically the season will start August time normally. Um, but basically the recruitment process kind of starts, you probably say like a year to nine months before, probably like yeah. Christmas yeah. before, let's say. Um, so I literally, I think I was one of the last like lads that coach added to the team. Um, so, I mean, I didn't sign on till the June. So in terms of the budget that he had, I was sort of, I got given a, I reckon it was about just under 50% in my first yeah. year. But that still was so much less compared to some other unis that I got offered. Yeah. I got offered more scholarship, but the uni itself was so expensive. So well, that kind of yeah. gave me gave me a sort of right idea to pick as well, because I sort of narrowed it down to Will Mew and another uni. And the, the other uni was like so much more money, even though it might yeah. have probably been a better programme. But I was just yeah. like... I'm gonna make the most of it at Will Mew for for less money, and yeah. I mean, I think that is a good that is a big factor as well, you know. And just quickly, I'll just I'll just think it. It wasn't a hundred percent. I did have to pay some tuition, but it was like minimal, so I can't remember the exact ins and outs of it. But it was like that's a good point with that. Wilmington was one of the cheapest universities actually with fees. I think yearly fees. By far. Was about ten. Was it ten grand? Or I think it was like eleven or twelve grand, wasn't it? Something Which, like that. But, I like the, the, the neighbouring uni to us, which was a D1 school, UD, we spoke to people who were paying, that, just normal students who would pay like 55 grand a year, wasn't it? Something, yeah. something mad. Yeah. But it does, it, so it varies. So people asking that, it's not an easy answer. That's why we can't give you full answers on that because it completely depends. A lot of people asking, do they pay for your flight? It depends. We have to pay for our own flights, but other coach may have, I don't know, if you think, if, you're, if the coach you're speaking to really wants you and really wants to do that, he may pay for where you're saying he may pay for you. Like, I don't know how much certain unis are allowed to pay for and allowed to do. So yeah. it's, it's all like, it's all like, it's, it's all subjective and it changes between each and every one. So we can't give you a straight answer with that. You yeah, basically need to just get as good academic results and play as good yeah. as possible in everything. That's another you good do, point. So, so I, I first began by trying to speak to um, coaches myself, emailing, and the first thing they'll say to you is, have you got film? Have you got game footage? And I had nothing. I, I've never filmed yeah. my games in my life. So going with an agency is just so much easier. They, they'll help you get film. They'll help you go through all the, the long process of your visa, all that nonsense. They'll help you with um, sorting out, oh, God, what was I going to say then? Um, how you, oh, yeah, the, you write insurance and everything like that yeah, your SATs your SATs are vital mate. that was another reason that was it sorry yes that's uh, brought me back that was another reason why I got extra scholarship because my SATs were so good it was coach offered me as, as well as a sport sporting scholarship um, an athletic scholarship he offered me an academic yeah. scholarship but I had to maintain a grade a certain grade to keep that so that's what. So again, other unis all have the same thing. But I think coach was telling me he only had like one or two of them per year that he could hand out, and it was. Uh, I was just lucky. I was one. He, he wanted to because, to be honest, without the academic, I don't think I could have afforded it really to do the full the full years with just just the um, athletic. So I, I was I was very lucky in that sense. So yeah, lads, all those asking, we'll help you as much as we can with questions and stuff, but. It, it, it's hard. It's hard because it's so specific to each individual. It's it's um it's really not as easy as just saying oh you need this much. And one thing you need to remember is when you're out there like books for university. And a coach said this to me when I was speaking to him. And I was like books. I ain't buying books for university. But some classes you can't even do. You literally can't pass or do it without buying the book. Or it might be an online book. You have to buy it. And the books are like they can be like two hundred dollars, can't they? It's like there's. 
to the money question, we can't really help you with. Well, like, like I say, we've tried to narrow it down as much as we can. But so, yeah, that was kind of our own personal experiences going out. We'll go a bit more in depth about when we're out there, when we get lads on, so we can kind of go a bit more in depth and just speak about Wilmew and the program and just our time there. So I think we'll move on to questions from the fans. Yeah. So I'll pass over to Elliot and Carl for this. Go on, Carl, you can go. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So we'll start off. Um, the first one from Joe Ramsey. He said, after your time in America, what levels do you think each of you could have played at in England um, if you had committed to it fully? Um, so Elle's obviously playing Conference South at the moment, but I think we all know basically that you could play way higher. I think yeah. Gaz, you love a beer too much and those horrible <laughs> brown ales. Um, and I'm probably a little bit too lazy with football as well. I don't know if I really fancy playing that much. Um, it was always really good to be out there, wasn't it? And enjoy it like it full time. But coming back, it was never in my head to be like, oh, I really, really want to go pro. Like, I didn't have I, it in my I was head a bit like that. like that. Like I had, I was kind of in limbo because I had like a partial offer from a club in, um, I think it was either Sweden or Denmark, but the money wasn't great. And I, the way I was looking at it was, Okay, I might go over there. And, yeah, it's amazing being a pro. But then when I'm 33, 34, my career's ended and I've been earning pretty average wage, then what? And I'd had such a good job offer. I was like, I'd rather just do that. Like, I've kind of, I, the way I looked at it is I got what I wanted out of football. I'd had the best years ever in America. Yeah. It was like, I kind of got what I wanted out of it. And I knew, like Carl said, oh, no, I know for well, I wasn't dedicated enough. But when I was out in America, I did kind of thing. You, you put your mind to it and it's kind of, you just, it is what you do. But, and you kind of read and the you, you, can't, you can't get you can't get away with like not being as professional as possible, can you? Yeah, like, you can't yeah. you can't drink midweek, and and I think we, yeah. we all wanted to be as good as possible, and we all wanted to get yeah. as good of results as possible. So yeah, you couldn't go out drinking as much midweek as you could, or couldn't go partying in midweek. Um, I mean, you saved that for the weekends, wouldn't you? You saved that for the weekends after a massive win, so it wouldn't. Yeah. Be, the odd, the odd, we did, we did do a thirsty Thursdays a few times, didn't we? A few, yeah. It, goes, <laughs> it, it tend to be if we haven't got a game on the Friday, we'd go out. And I remember the once I turned up to training on the Friday, I was so hungover. And I, <laughs> our fitness coach is Tony D, an absolute psycho, by the way. We'll go into him. I'm like, I don't know what he was on, but it, I, I, I will give Tony, he improved me massively fitness-wise and just like... Yeah. Pushing me to my limits, hundred percent. But he's a legend, absolute legend. And it was, it was, it's just like a classic one. We'd all like someone would come in and go, oh, "We've got Tony today," and everyone's like, "No, no, no, you're winding me up." Yeah, yeah. And people being put on it just say just for a laugh, and then everyone's like on the pitch, like shitting themselves, like, "No, no, surely we ain't got Tony today. Surely we ain't got Tony today." And then everyone's like waiting to see if he comes in. But I remember that Friday I turned up. I was so hungover. It was a baking hot day. And I was like, we ain't got a game the weekend. It's just going to be like basic Friday work, like possession or whatever. And Tony, I've just seen Tony's face and I was like, oh, you <laughs> fucking prick. I was like, I can't be doing with this. I don't know how I got through it. I must Gaz, Gaz, I, I, rem I, remember, I remember that one. Do you remember when I went out with, I think it was like Pinder, because when it was me and you shared a room first year, we used to have gym at 6.30 the next morning. Oh. <laughs> And I'd got in at whatever time in the morning or whatever, and we had to be up the next morning at six thirty or six o'clock. Yeah. And I was stinking of booze. You didn't come. I don't think you came, did you? No, no. I think I did, didn't I? I think oh, you, yeah, you, 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 
You might have had the flu that morning, I reckon. I think you're probably sick, eh? I'm sure you did. But that was when you were like the only one who was 21. So obviously we had older lads in the yeah. group who went out. I wasn't 21 at that time. Cal was the first one to be 21. And um, I remember, I'll tell a funny story, actually. I remember the ones Elliot was like, let me borrow your... Because I was like, I'm not going out with a fake ID. I can't, I can't. I'll just wait till I'm 21. And, and uh, Elliot, Joe jo Bell was like, let me use your ID. I said, go on, then you got my ID. And Elliot used Kellard's and I... One of the funniest stories is Elliot apparently was in the queue and they're like, um, no, 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 so, no, it was, uh, I tried to use Jeff's, didn't I? Jeff's. That was <laughs> Jeff's and Jeff Velasco is like a Mexican in our team. But Elliot had his ID and obviously the bloke at the door. Was <laughs> I like, forgot about that. He's like, this, this ain't you, is it? And he's like, he's like, what the hell, man? I'm, I'm Jeffrey Velasquez. <laughs> Well, the, the best bit about that was was I was queuing up with I was queuing up with Kellard. Um obviously he was a player on our team. And I was like, oh, I was doing the American accent in my head. I was remembering Jeff's state of birth. And I took all my cards out and everything that had my name on it. So I just had Jeff's ID. Um except one card. I accidentally left like a like a Costco card with my name on it, but it has your it has a picture of my face on the back. For some reason I left that in. So I was like, I was like, what the hell? I'm I'm Jeffrey Velasquez. Like, like, what the fuck? Let me in. And they were like, okay, we're gonna need to see some other form of ID. Uh, I was like, I I haven't got any. I I didn't bring any of my cards out. I just got cash. And they were like, this this doesn't add up. So then the guy was like, hey, let me let me take a look at that uh, Costco card. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, yeah, cool, do it. And he he got it and then turned it around. Was like, you're Elliot Johnson. I was like. Fuck you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cal's gone off, hasn't he? No, he's here. Right, Cal. You're right, he's like seen a ghost. What's he doing? Cal. Cal. Yeah, so obviously, that's just a little snippet of a story. We've got loads. Like, like I say, when we get the other lads on, we'll, uh, we'll go through all different stories. Probably ones we've forgotten, they might remind us. But like, just quickly on the schedule as well, like, most of the different. The one thing I will say to lads who are thinking of going there, get yourselves fit before you go. Like, I, was, I was told and told, get yourself fit. And I've, I've always been one who kind of sacks off pre-season. I'm like, oh, I don't need to do that. And honestly, when you get there, boys, it's like army regimented. It's fucking brutal. The preseason, like we were training like three times a day, weren't we? In um, in preseason, it's just preseason's nuts. I've in, never in had it. Like yeah, yeah. In the heat as well, like it's ugh, just horrific. But um, and there's yeah, no surprise. There's no surprise. I had my best season when I came in the most fit. So do everything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. so. After my first full season, when I was horrific. I went home and I was like, oh, I need to get myself fit. Got myself fit, had a full pre-season, then obviously we had a brilliant year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the one thing I will, that's the biggest advice I'd give anyone going out. Get yourselves fit, like fit as a fiddle, as fit as you can be. You still won't be fit enough, but just get yourselves as fit as you can. So we'll move on to yeah, another question. Yeah, so moving on from that, really. Um, Harry Stent asked, is football played different over there than it is over here in the UK? You lads think about that. Yes, it's again. It depends on your team. Like another reason why I went to Wilmy, I was, was everyone was telling me the style of football is on the deck. They've got a lovely four G, brand new pitch. It's all 
the way Coach wants to play is like that good, good, uh, good possession football, which suits me down to a T. But you do get some teams where they're like heavily American. They're just like runners, like Westchester. They're like just all white local lads. Whereas we were heavily international, so we got a lot of technical players. Yeah. So again, it depends on your program. And another question I've seen people say, just adding to that, is like, is it as good back over there? Is it? And it, it depends. So like when we play conference, there's a lot of teams we just kind of run through. But even then, it's still you, you can get the the hard games. We tend to win the conference and then just bottle it in the conference championship. But then when you start getting to nationals, the further you go in nationals and conference tournaments, that's when you, the teams get better and better, and the level is very high. It's like a lot. Again, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of um, unis with internationals, um, who ex, ex ex academy, similar to us. So the level the, you can get some really good teams, got really good level. But yeah. again, it completely depends. On average, our conference wasn't the best, but you get some conferences that are amazing. Like all the teams are really competitive. So yeah, those Florida ones are ridiculous. But I think in, in general, the the football is a lot more relentless, isn't it? It's constant, yeah. no yeah. rest, especially for like I mean. Attackers do get a lot, like a lot more chance to rest and stuff, but defenders yeah. is ninety minutes of just yeah. running. Because it's also roll on, roll off subs. So yeah. teams use that. So like we would, we'd throw players on who, who could who could only do half an hour. They'd run around for half hour, then they'd be dragged off. Like even when I was like a regular starter, I, 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 I don't think I've really played a full game ever. Like you just don't. You you, yeah. you do just use them. because it might just be you might just pick up a, a little knock. And you come off for ten minutes, then you straight back on. It, it's 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 very different. The, the style and how it's the games are are very different. But I, I enjoyed them actually. I thought it was um, yeah. yeah no, it's, it's, it's difficult coming back, isn't it, to, to mm. England? Mm. Yeah. Just to touch on it as well, like the the ways the way that games are even like timed. It's a it's a countdown clock, so mm -hmm. it goes down from ninety minutes to zero. So there's no added on time or anything. So no. literally, we'll go three, two, one, then a big buzzer goes off, and that's the end of the game. So like, yeah, but they'll like they'll like stop the clock for fouls or a goal. Yeah, yeah. Stop the clock, but there's no yeah. like added on. So you're literally here. So like, we'll be playing, and the announcer will be like ten, nine. Hey, so if you're like trying to bomb forward, get a goal. Everyone's like, get it up, get it up. You're just fucking pummeling balls Smash forward. Like 10, yeah, 10 and seconds also, left. But. Yeah, and also as well, um, in the league games that we played, which are, at times I think back and I think, oh, I think that's such a stupid rule. But obviously the overtime rule, um, if it's nil-nil after 90 minutes, or if it, sorry, if it's a draw after 90 minutes, you go to extra time, even in league games. And yeah. it's the golden goal rule. So, you know, there's quite a few times in our third season that we won in overtime. So we're drawing in yeah. 90 minutes and then we score a goal in extra time. So you literally win on the golden goal. But obviously, if it stays a draw after extra time, then it ends as a draw. But that's how I think it's sort of culturally in America, all of the sports, like you see, like with basketball, American football, they're all so channeled towards winning and like... yeah like championing and victories like they don't yeah. set for draws and stuff like that which in some respects i think the extra time winners that we that we loved it. yeah it's unbelievable it. but sometimes like you just after 90 minutes you've ground out a draw and the last thing you want is another <laughs> 30 minutes you're like oh my days like but yeah like you say that third that third year we won so many games in overtime, in overtime yeah, 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 we won yeah. so like there is no better, there's no better way to win than golden goal. I wish they still did golden goal in the program. I love golden <laughs> goal. I think it's class. Um, 
So yeah, uh, have you got another one, Carl? Yeah, yeah. Um, so similar to that one, L. Uh, Liam O'Kane asked, any culture differences in America uh, that you enjoyed or found difficult, uh, whether that's in the game or general life or um, yeah, what what did you find different? What did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? Say that again. What culture differences are there from moving over to America, uh, whether that's in the game or you enjoyed doing normal life or what was what was different? What what did you enjoy? What was what was fun? What wasn't too fun? I think for me, it's very like when I first got there, I wasn't like we used to do like before, even after practice, or I mean, even even calling it practice, it's like after training or before a game, it's like one, two, three, two, or whatever. We'd say like a little, yeah. And I, to begin with, I was a bit like, oh, but you kind of get into it and you do get into that kind of American. Yeah, that's, that's like very American, isn't it? Like everything's exaggerated, yeah. everything's exaggerated, and like you know, like Hollywood sort of like everything, like bringing yeah. things together and shit like that. But yeah, yeah like, like no, it's cool too. It's all like, I've got to be honest, like a lot of people ask me about it, like. Whether like I know a lot of people don't like Americans and like the way that they are yeah. and stuff, but I think you grow to love it, don't you? Like you grow. Yeah, to like... I, yeah. I had no issue with it. I mean, like, like I always defend the Americans because, like, I mean, people like Sam Jester, for example. There's obviously this stigma, like they don't know anything because they call it soccer. Sam Jester is one of the most clued up lads you'll ever meet about football. Like he knows his stuff just because he's American. It's like, but I think culturally, I think obviously the typical obviously the birds love the accent and stuff like that and we'd, we'd have times where we'd go shopping and get discount just because of our accent when we're speaking <laughs> to the bird and the till and stuff it's just like a bit mad but yeah, yeah so those, those, uh, those those worldies at um uh, uh, what was the place the store. <laughs> no what was the, the, super, the supermarket we shopped at oh the, that yellow one next to the house yeah, the one when we lived in the apartments first year William Penn uh, what was it called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the supermarket we went to. I can't remember. I remember. I remember Pat's. Pat's was unreal. We used to smash a Pat's on a Friday. Didn't That's going to drive me nuts. What was the fucking supermarket called? We always used to go to. It was like red, blue, and white, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember. We'll think of it. But yeah, I think just that in general. I just, I just, I really like the culture, like the food. I think everyone's that. nicer. Not everyone's yeah, nicer. Yeah. Like eating out, brilliant there. Like we used to. Get to TGI's used to do ten dollar endless apps. She'd go there, pay ten dollars, and it's just as many appetizers as you want. So just bring them on, bring them on. We're all just there. Fucking... I think we culturally, before a game, didn't we? We did it as a <laughs> and it wasn't a proper game. It was pre-season against the old alumni, so you always do it every year. Just kind of, basically, a bit of fitness, and we did endless apps before, and I think we must have had about four hundred and fifty endless apps. <laughs> just keep coming of. Uh, a literal cloud full of nacho yeah. else came through it. And next game, I think we drew alumni is probably one of the worst performances we'll be there. Yeah, I was so heavy. I was so heavy that game. I didn't play, so I was like, No, yeah. Um, I think culturally, like, to do with football, um, like, and it's obviously, like, more the way they view the game and play the game. They are very, like, athletic-based, aren't they? I think, yeah, like, as much as, as much as it's, like, you know, even to do with like possession and keeping the ball, it's it's very much about tempo and being athletic yeah. and not necessarily being really big and like, you know, wham, like me, but like um, <laughs> uh, just like being like athletic. Like I said, like we drilled into us, like I mean, day one of pre-season, we're doing a free miler. And if you don't make the time, you're doing it the next morning. So it's very much yeah. like all about 
like mental toughness and being athletically like sound and like, being willing to work your nuts off. You know what I mean? So, I mean, that was one of the things I struggled with first couple of years. You know, I never like you kind of being from back home, you're kind of like the big dog, aren't you? Like around your local area, if you're any decent, yeah. you get away with a lot. Whereas over that there, was exactly like right, me. Yeah. Just a number, like you're just yeah. someone. If you want to get in the team, you actually yeah. want to play. You've got to apply yourself. So yeah, with first couple of years, and I was just like, oh fuck, three miles in. Yeah. I was like, Pfft. I don't think I ever made the time ever. I did once in the spring. That was it. I never oh made yeah, it sorry. But it wasn't the true one. It was the one where we went by Kirkwood, wasn't it? I yeah, made it's it not. It's not that you missed the hill, so it's not a proper one. Yeah, I, I, I would never make that ever, ever. And I think uh, Coach kind of just accepted I've never made that. Yeah, what, yeah, what was the fastest you ever made in that? Sounds stupid, wasn't it? Like 17, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I think one year, what was it, 18, 30 we had to get. I think I got like 17, 50 behind uh, in the short. Yeah, I, I think you missed the one, the best one, actually. On, the la <laughs> on our last pre-season, we did it and L was doing, it was a fucked pace. I think me, Lorne and Keith had missed out because we were all here kind of injured, so we didn't want to run on concrete. And L... <laughs> L was running around yet, and he finished the last probably 100 metres, and he looked like Paula Radcliffe. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> he came in like that, like that and he, like, <laughs> he fell to the floor, just like in a mess. I'm pretty sure he shit himself. I'm pretty sure he pissed himself. <laughs> whoa, 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 no, I didn't. I just pissed myself. I didn't shit myself. <laughs> Thing with that is, though, so you do that absolutely gruelling three miles, then you do a fitness session right after it. Then you're going home, just eating, sleeping, and then you're back. You're back training midday, doing like a two-hour session midday, which involves fitness again. Then you're back home, eating, sleeping, just recovering, and then you're back on the night training. It's fucking like, like I say, the preseason is fucking mad. But uh, yeah, I think. Do you want to touch on that, Cal? Culturally, what you? It doesn't have to be football-based. Yeah, similar to that. Yeah, obviously, all of the girl stuff was great fun. Um, nights out was I actually really I probably enjoyed nights out more over there than I ever. Yeah, yeah. Ten times better. But I've, yeah, I've got to be honest. Like even even coming back home now, I know like last summer some of the bars were open a bit, but like I think more so when we're out there. Like we get comfort from obviously going out with each other because we're English and you know like we're good pals, but. Even when we were out, like, we didn't know anyone, really, did we? Yeah. We didn't know anyone. We were, like, just visiting bars. Like, obviously, the more we went there, we might know people. But we could go to any bar and not know anyone. So there's no, like, like, like surrounding pressures to, like, yeah. act cool or, like, be a certain way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we could just go out and have fun and, like, do whatever, really. You know what I mean? Plus, plus we, we thought probably the first time for all of us, living on our own, even though we're together, which is just the dream. Yeah, yeah. And if the lads are, right, we're living on our own, doing what we want. And the way the way you, we schedule our classes, like, I never, I, I don't think I ever had a Monday class. So I could just get fucking obliterated on a Saturday, yeah, chill on a Sunday, Sunday, and then have nothing on a Monday. Yeah, it's like, man, oh, no, the Sunday... Yeah, the Sundays used to be as good as the Saturdays because yeah. they'd always have Saturday, Sunday football. So you'd always have like, there'd be like day gin, so day drinking thing, maybe a massive back garden full of hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. You'd be smashing it and you go straight to a bar and then yeah. try to make it for Monday morning. But mostly. So, so our, yeah, so our uni wasn't that big, like, and there was no one camp on campus living, but we were right next to University of Delaware, which is like, it was voted like the best party school in America, wasn't it? It was like yeah, massive, yeah. massive. Yeah. So we just go out there to all the bars there. So it was just fucking unreal. And obviously, I just used to tell everyone I was a marine biologist and they loved it. <laughs> up, and up, up and coming dolphin trainer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
Elliot, uh, Elliot used to struggle a bit, but uh, <laughs> Mama. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've got some. I mean, some of the stories we just can't tell of just shit that went on. Just, just yeah, we might we might stick it on a little Patreon episode. So if yeah, we may do the old Shira. We might. I think we can tell that one. When me and Cal basically we're running for our lives. Yeah, we might start on OnlyFans to tell the stories that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, any more questions? Yeah, we'll go a couple. Yeah. Um, here we go. Yeah, I've, I've uh, this is from Jamie PT. Um, I've been considering the option of going to America to pursue football and study. Would you recommend it for development? And is there a path into the professional game over there? Yes, and yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Um, I think for the development, one hundred percent. I think before I went out to America, I was playing semi-professional. Um, Ryman North, so that's like step seven. Um, and I was like training once a week, playing games, playing a lot, playing like with men. And I was only like 18. And I I kind of felt like I wasn't using my free time enough to actually improve as a player. So part of the reason yeah. I wanted to go to America was obviously to play full time. And honestly, after my first season, I think training every day is massive, massive, like yeah, massive so improvement and development. And yeah, like it, it's, it's pivotal really. Like, and even if currently now you're not playing at a full-time team, even if you're, you're, you're training full-time, like if you're doing your own training on nights that you don't train with your team, like that will mirror it as much as you possibly can before you yeah. go to America to play full-time. And yeah, like I can't really, um, yeah, like play, playing full time, like we're saying, training every day, doing the gym like we were doing, having the facilities that we had in terms of like physiotherapy and the, like the access to ice baths and stuff like yeah. in order to look after ourselves and develop. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Like, I found myself only- after, after the sort of coming home and playing with my pals or playing at the team and training I was out, I sort of felt so much sharper. And I think that was massively yeah. down to obviously... Um, developing as a player you've literally treated as a pro out there really I mean again we can only speak from our experience but that's how we were treated literally you're treated like a pro you're training every day you've got the best facilities possible we used to go and yeah. do our own bits either after training or on, on days off we'd just go down to the um, the complex and just Cal would knock a few balls in or practice crossing or do some finishing or we'd do some free kicks this and that it's, you can just we were lucky we lived with the goalkeeper Vinny as well who was uh, I think Vinny's playing pro, isn't he, at the minute? Or He was last season. I don't know if he is at the moment, but he was last so season. He's, I, think he's looking, I think he's sort of looking, talking to teams at the moment. So Yeah, so in terms of pathway, most clubs record, most teams will record every game. So you'll get loads of footage. Like our coach, will, uh, like Elliot's footage, he'll pass it over and then you make your highlights. And stuff. So you can make a highlight reel to send then to clubs. If you've got good coaches who've got good connections, they can get you in touch with people. So there's always pathways if you're good enough. It's all it's all down to if you're good enough. Yeah. At the end of the day, but like, also as well, you want. yeah, you especially want. since they have the draft. Um, you know, the MLS relies heavily on college players, obviously. Yeah. So whether you're at a D2 college or a D1 college, that that, that opportunity yeah. is still there. And obviously, there's more pro leagues now. So you know, college yeah. players aren't just going to end their careers once they finish college. They're going to go on and play yeah. pro. So. 100% the opportunity is there. And I think the gap between, you know, essentially not being a pro, not, you know, like normal football to pro football is, is a lot is a lot closer 
in America than it is here in England. Um, for yeah. sure. For sure. So yeah, D one and D two. It's not actually. It's not like in England where you have got Premier League champions like that. That's not how it works. You've got D one, D two, D three, and uh, uh, what they're called NAIA, junior colleges and stuff where people who've got bad grades might go for two years and then move to a D one or D two school. So like. We were D2, but we used to play University of Delaware and like beat them pretty much every other. They never beat us, did they, when we were there? No, not when we were there, no. We, I, we scored well, the... I scored a worldie one year, do you remember that? Play the clip. Um, yeah, we'll play that clip. That was a fucking mean goal from Carl. Look at the assist from me, by the way. Woo! <sighs> I basically passed myself through. I don't even know. That. <laughs> I think Carl passed it to me and just hit my shin and went back to him. Then he just ran past everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I say, so don't don't get don't think oh D one's the best school. Like, if I don't go to a D one, I'm crap. It's nothing to do with that, lads. Trust me. Like low, you actually tend to get a lot of better players in D two because. The D1 schools will use a lot of their funding for like basketball, American football, the sports they care about, really. Soccer's not, soccer's probably sixth or seventh, seventh on the list. So the D2 schools, they'll probably use it more because we didn't have an American football team. So like a lot of D2 schools don't have American football. Our basketball team was all right. So a lot of our funding, probably, yeah, a lot of our funding probably went on the soccer team. So like I say, it just depends on the actual unit. Should we? Also, just to touch on the question, he said, obviously, <clears throat> pursuing going to play football and study. First and foremost, when you're out there, you are a student. They obviously call you student athletes. So it is really important that you focus on your academics so that you are eligible to be playing for the team. Yeah. And also, as well, you get a degree out of it. So, you know, if yeah. football isn't something you want to, um, you know, explore more and push on after you finish college, you've got a degree. So it's just... An added bonus. Yeah, and, yeah and, and you'll come out of university with no debts. Yeah. Nothing hanging yeah. over your head. You've played four years of pro, like as good as pro football, basically, with all of your best mates. Like, there's yeah. nothing yeah. to lose. There's no, there's no loss in it. If you can afford yeah. it, work hard enough to get a good scholarship and do everything else, just do it. Just do it. You won't yeah. regret it. Bang on. I think, yeah, like, I mean, look at us, fucking how many years on, we've made a fucking podcast together. It's like, it's, yeah. you do, met, you met mates, we're like, oh, we talk all the time, all the lads we've played with, we still talk all the time. We're like, you do really make, like, best mates for life. Um, especially when you meet legends like me. So you, you little I tell you to do something, and you, you fucking big tell you to do something, do it. And if you come back at me, we'll have a fucking right sort out here. All right, and you can pair up if you like, and you can fucking pick someone else to help you, and you can bring your fucking dinner. We'll move on to <laughs> we'll move on to top five players of all time. Like Carl's been, all time, yeah. Carl's been moaning the group chat all day. So what? Am I, have I just got to do post two thousand, or do I, do I add it? I was like, Carl, you add anyone you want, but you've got to back it up. You've got to back it up. So we will start with little Gallum. <laughs> Right, um, right. I want to start. Are we going five to one. Yeah, tease me, baby. Oh, let's go. Right, so I'm gonna go five. Zidane, the man, the myth, the legend. Probably the best football midfielder of our generation. I'd say uh, one of the most enjoyable oh, footballers 
a watch. Um, looks like Elle's dad as well, so it makes it <laughs> be like him even more. Um, I'll put the photo. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, fourth, I'm going to go Pele. You mean Pele? <laughs> Pele. Um, I think we can we can obviously laugh about Pele. I think um, obviously none of us have seen him play in the flesh, and he scored about twelve million goals. I think. Most you of the do know, you know, he scored in the garden in the last week. Added <laughs> <laughs> to his tally. Um, his record is actually it's so funny if you look at it, it's actually hilarious. But it, internationally, if you look at what he's done in World Cups, it is pretty mental. Um, so and you're not if you've done that uh, at 17 or 18 or whatever, being the highest goal scorer in a yeah. World Cup, winning three World Cups, fraud. Doing, yeah, fraud. All right. Um, third, I want to go for the main man, Maradona. Um, I love him even more as well, same as the other players, just because he is off his head the whole time he did. <laughs> All the madness he did. Um, I think people people forget he went for like he was breaking transfer records like for mad money back in the day. Um, yeah. Changed sides that Napoli side like he completely changed. Won leagues of one. Argentina just done horrendous things like yeah. he scored was ridiculous. <laughs> um, and then second, I'm gonna go CR7. Um, uh, yeah, just ridiculous record, unbelievable throw. Um, played for some of the best clubs in the world. Uh, and then first, um, the goat, the greatest of all time. Hello again. Leo. <laughs> uh, I see. I think he's easy number one. Uh, he's probably the best football I've ever ever seen uh, with the ball. The things he can do is ridiculous. Like oh. I don't think he even can. Oh, Cal, this is the question. Uh, I've seen it on Twitter a lot. Can he do it in the cack? <laughs> if I came up against Messi, do you reckon he's doing what he can do? Oh. If you use if you if you use the sideline as a second defender, then you've got every chance. If that cute winger from Post did what he did to you, I think Messi will. He didn't do anything to Cal. What are you on about? Nothing to me. He's so happy when I left. He's so happy. Will Will still punching his screen that he didn't get player of the year. Sorry, Will. I think that's that's a solid top five. I mean, the Pella. I don't know. I've got my own thoughts on Pele, which I'll probably save for another time, but. Just speaking to like my old man and that, and just people who were kind of around. Like he was never like the main man for Brazil, like he was made out to be. He wasn't. Like Garincha at the time was their main man, and like when he was seven, oh no, when he was seventeen, he scored. Like he obviously scored a lot of goals, but Brazil were by far and away the best team, and it's like I don't know. You had the he never left. He never left. Say that again. All of those teams, like the Germany team and Italy and England, like they're all like proper sides back then. They all had like really, really good players. Like, yeah, that is true. That is true. To be fair, but I mean, he didn't do it in the Premier League, did he? So yeah. Well, that's the yeah. that's the only thing that I ever play against him is he scored twelve thousand goals for Santos. <laughs> yeah. And then another sixty five thousand for New York Cosmos, and never fancy <laughs> never fancy playing for Stoke. Yeah. Can he do it? Can he do it? Can he do it on a cold night? So we'll never. I don't know. know. I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. 
so yeah, I think that's a pretty solid top five. I think I think we're going to be quite similar. This might be a bit boring, but go on out. Yeah. Um, I'll do my... Um... If, by the way, if you've got Kaka in this, <laughs> um, this is ending today. Let me scribble this. Let me scribble this. No, number five, I've got Zidane as well. Um, I think out of my list and out of the people I can think of, I'd say Zidane's probably... I'd say he is the only human on my list, really. Like I feel like the others have like ridiculous abilities, but he's like the best human, I'd say. Um, yeah. Fourth, I've got R9. Um, <sighs> phenomenal. And I think I've got him down because although, you know, say injuries killed him and longevity and stuff like that, but I think when he was at his best, he was like untouchable. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's yeah. a clip. I think there's a clip of like Desailly and all the French players talking about playing against him, and they're saying yeah, yeah. one second yeah. he's there and he's there. Like, I just don't know how to play against him. Yeah. And in yes. that that Italian side and that league that he played in, obviously Italy's known for being very stubborn defensively. Like you see all like great strikers yeah. go there, especially in the eighties and nineties, and not really score much. But he was the he was the anomaly. Like he was just a joke in Italy for Inter. Like yeah. I mean, yeah. you look at his goal-scoring record for the teams he went to, it was just, like, out of this world. Yeah. Um, Do you not know, think that longevity plays against him, though, in that point? Is that most uh, of those players that previously yeah, have I would, I would probably say... Uh, but you say, like, longevity, I think at the very, very top, maybe not so much, but the career, he still had a fairly decent uh, length career and he still won, like, ridiculous achievements. So, I think... That's why he can't go any higher for me. And, I, and I'd, I'd concede if he's fifth or maybe not in it. But for me, I think just his ability keeps him up there for me. Um, yeah. Oh, shite. Um, third, I'm going... Now, see, this one, I would take a few heads with this one, but I think I'd have to just... Third, I've gone Maradona. Now, I nearly did have him second, but I thought I'd just be nice. Um, third, I've gone Maradona. <laughs> Obviously, the same reasons um, as Cal, really, just... I think he, he was the messy of his time, like untouchable. He was sort of one of a kind player. There's no really, no one no one like him um, at his time, really. Yeah. Probably ahead of his ahead of his time, could easily play in sort of I feel like today's football with the way that he plays, and obviously similar to Messi um, in that sense. And then second, obviously, imagine um, seeing them two in a in a in a, in a team together or a generation together. Yeah, be like the Italian, be like the Italian brothers in kicking and screaming. You know, like they just do one twos to each other up the pitch. You seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah second, second, I've gone CR seven. Obviously, I think ability wise, I think me and Tom, he's not top, he's not even top ten ability wise. We've had these conversations. I think ability wise, for me, I think there's players that the way I think about it is, you see, you look at like Messi, Maradona, R nine. Uh, Neymar, even players like that, they're going to take yeah. on five, six players and maybe score or get an assist. Yeah. Ronaldo, I think he was sort of better at doing that at his time with United, but he hasn't got that. Yeah. He's got like pure like instincts, finishing. He's just like ruthless, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then obviously number one, I've got the goat, um, Messi. <laughs> um, obviously, I think the way I look at it, right, Messi is out of this world. We're not going to see someone like him. Ronaldo, I feel like, could be recreated, like because he's he's had to work to where he's he, he's got to. I feel like someone yeah. 
with his, his, his abilities and his makeup, I feel like that could be recreated, like in something like someone like Mbappe. He's close, you know. But yeah, 100%. I could have Maradona second, but I thought I'd just give uh, CR7 the rubber. Do you not? Do you not think though, if we if we if we'd had a Maradona only four years ago, could we? And then we have Messi now. Is there no chance of having another Messi? Yeah, yeah. possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. possibly, but. Those players only come, what you say, in once in every 50-odd years. It's like, I, I, I get bored of going on about Messi and I, I just I can't take any slander against him because he's just... Mm. Oh, well, I'll talk about more in my list, but I just won't take any slander. He's yeah, like, the best like, like with that, Cal, he's I, just... think, I think Messi and Maradona are comparable ability-wise, but Messi's like broken stupid amount of records done it for so much longer than Maradona has yeah. so I, don't, I don't think we'll see someone as maybe someone that might have as, as good ability as Messi but no one will match what he's done I don't think exactly that's enough yeah so yeah and also people oh, well again I'll go I'll go I'll go on to it yeah, go on, you do again honourable mention to Lamella and McTominay for my list by the way um, <laughs> hang on McTominay or carry oh there it is <laughs> yeah. um yeah, I think we've all gone similar. I actually scribbled out two names. I scribbled out Cruyff and because I think he was probably the one who changed the game the most, but that was more yeah. after he finished as like a coach yeah. and a, uh, whatever he was for Barca. But I mean, the fact he got a, literally a turn named after him, fucking hell, he was just unreal. Um, I also scribbled out Xavi because I changed Xavi for fifth to R9. I think... <sighs> He, he was my absolute idol growing up. I was just, I thought he was just, and that was after his best as well. So obviously, I've seen the cl- seen the old clips and games of him when he was at his peak, and he was just frightening. Like people forget how good, like how good he was at that 2002 World Cup when he was past his best. Like after yeah. that knee injury, he was never the same, and he he was still doing things like that. He still won a, a Ballon d'Or and won the World Cup and went to rat like he was just a joke. You see, you see that those like videos of him on those like disgusting pitches in like St. Petersburg, yeah, yeah. somewhere disgusting like that, and he's just, just, mate, just he, what he could do with the football wasn't normal, and like. The, the one video that always sticks in my mind is that one he's playing for Barca and he's running through about six players and they're just trying to hang off the back of his shirt yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. just towering and just running. He's like, oh, how can you stop that? You literally can't. Even Bobby Robson is like, what the hell have I just seen? And they're the type of players that I think that, that separate. Although, like, I have got CR7 second, but I, I can't think of a moment where people, oh, no, yeah, okay, he scored, like, 40-yard goals and, like, overhead kicks. But I've never thought, like, Oh my god! Like, what have I just seen? Like, that's out of like, yeah. that's not normal. What he's doing, like, he does normal things, but at the very best level. That's the way I think the best to describe him. He's he's the best. He, oh, it's, it's hard to describe, but he just doesn't fill me with like amazement or joy when I watch him. Whereas Messi, you watch yeah. and you just think, what? No one else can do that. But so yeah. Um, Fourth, I've gone Zidane as well. Again, I agree with Elliot when he said he's one of the most underrated players in the debate of best ever, especially midfielders. For me, he's the best midfielder I've ever seen. Even when he was past his best, like that 06 World Cup, he was just a joke. What he was doing to some teams, just running games on his own. Um, Third, I've also gone Maradona. I think you've summed it up. What he did with Napoli was just unheard of. They, They haven't won anything since. They haven't won anything before. They haven't won anything since. He just turned them. 
basically, I mean, he was the main reason Argentina won a World Cup at a time where the World Cup was the pinnacle. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider the World Cup quite as the pinnacle anymore because of the Champions League. But at the time, if you won the World Cup, it was just the absolute pinnacle. Um, second, I've gone CR7. Again, he's just arguably the best goal scorer of all time. I mean, factually, he is with the amount of goals he scores. Whether Messi beats him, I'm not so sure because I think he'll get deeper the longer he goes, Messi. But um, And then, yeah, Messi's obviously top and I don't even think it's close. Um, the thing, the, the, the way I, I, I compare the two is they're both very similar in terms of stats, what they've achieved, trophies, everything. It's all pretty similar. So the best way to de- the best way to debate them is their ability, and the ability is not close. If you just watch them, they're yeah. not close. What annoys just- me? What annoys me with people is like they will concede and say, "No, Messi is Messi is the better ability wise," but I just prefer Ronaldo or like yeah. stuff like that. I'm thinking, so you you've you've just admitted that Messi is the better player. But yeah, you'd you'd rather take the worst player in Ronaldo, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah because he's got the mentality and he he always turns it around, and you always want him in a big game. Well, go and look at the records and Messi's done in big games when he was at his best. It's unmatched. Man of the match award, scoring goals in finals. Oh, he didn't do it internationally. All right, well, he basically dragged a pretty average Argentina side to a final and beat and got beat by a better side in Germany. It's one of them. It's like it's just petty art, like they. One player it's just all through rose tinted glasses, isn't it? Basically, yeah, course, people yeah. love Ronaldo, and they're always going to be. It's this one, one against the other, and it's like I love him, he's great, and the others yeah. are like I like him, he's great. But if you just yeah. sit back and watch, yeah, and yeah. just 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 take it all in, you know who's better, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like a. I used to be Ronaldo when it when he was like 2006. Used to be Ronaldo. <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've, I've put know. a few pounds on, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on the brown ale now. But I used to. Be <laughs> I used to um, always say he was the best like, when he was at Man United and stuff. And then the more I kind of learnt about football and stopped being a little kid, <laughs> I actually realised Messi's by far the best player in the world, and it's not even close. You know, you know the way I, the way I've always sort of tried to like. I mean. I do think I think younger generations now are actually much more heavily like fans of Ronaldo. I've noticed, like, yeah. because yeah. he's like this Hollywood name. I think that's it. Like Messi sort of goes under the radar because he's yeah. like your Hollywood poster boy, muscly, yeah. good-looking, like tall, scores the important goals, and he's the main man. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like that sort of attracts people to to be Ronaldo fans, which is fair enough because that is him to a yeah. T, and he's the best. Yeah. Of but I just think with Messi, he can do basically everything that Ronaldo can do. He can finish, he can pass. And can, yeah, and he can do more. There's there's like there's stuff that Messi can do that Ronaldo could never think of doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's not gonna round like six players and not make someone and then set someone else up. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and I know people yeah. say they're different players, but to me, that then just sets them apart. Like exactly. This is my point. No one's ever scored more goals in the calendar year than Messi. He's got a better goal per game ratio. So as a goal scorer, you'd probably say Messi's a better goal scorer. Oh, but Ronaldo scored more. Yeah, but he's obviously played more games. So he's pro- you could argue he's a better goal scorer. He's, a- he's the best playmaker of all time. He's the best passer of all time. He's the best dribbler of all time. So what has Ronaldo actually got over him other than heading? So he's bigger. So he's taller than him. Brilliant. So he can jump higher. Who cares? Like he is unreal in the air, though. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, probably one of the best headers I've ever seen of a ball. Especially, how, but I don't care. 
Football played with your feet most of the time. It's just, I just feel like infuriates me. Listen, most players who've played, yeah. Ro- Rooney's a main example. If he would have a bias to anyone, it would be Ronaldo. He picks Messi without even hesitating. People like Arsene Wenger, who was just like one of the most intelligent men ever in football, says Messi's the best of all time. Gary Lineker, who's who played against Maradona and always says he's the best he's ever seen, says Messi's the best. There's just, I just feel like if you really understand the game, you've got no bias to it. You choose Messi. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. And also as well, like, what, what annoys me, um, we had someone in our DMs actually that um, wanted us to touch on it. The whole argument that Ronaldo's had to work to where he's got and people just like don't acknowledge the fact that Messi maybe has had to work. Yeah, I mean, of like, he has. obviously he's ability wise naturally much more gifted than like any footballer ever. And I think everyone yeah. can agree on that. But he's obviously, obviously had to work tremendously hard to not only get to the top, but also to stay there for how long. Yeah, of course. That doesn't just happen by accident. And how is that an argument against him anyway? Yeah. Like if it's they, say for example, say for example, I'm naturally better than Garrett, and to get to the same level, Garrett has to do ten years of hard work, and I only have to do five. Like that doesn't matter if I'm the better player. I'm the better player, like you know. Yeah, I mean? precisely. It's such a it's such a lazy argument, and this big and the big game argument really winds me up. It's just yeah, it's like I say, this is, this isn't slander against Ronaldo. We've all, we've all just put him second in our list. So don't come in the comments going agenda against Ronaldo. We've just said he's the second best player ever. Ever. We just don't think he's on Messi's level. Get over it. Oh, no, no. Yeah. If you're fucking watching this, Pele, the reason why I didn't stick you in my top five is because you got Santos to change their bio to all-time greatest scorer is Pele. Fucking fraud. <laughs> you are a fool. Um, so, yeah, so I'm pretty happy with all our top fives. I think Cal's in the worst again, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> this kid just doesn't know ball. Before we go, though, I do want to say I've just seen probably one of the funniest tweets while we were waiting, and it says it's from some American, whatever it is. It says, No player registered more XDCO, dude. Come on, the Pulisic <laughs> versus United. Three Hang on. Should we see if the USA soccer guys tweeted? What he's the funniest. He's that the funniest. Guy, there's that guy that does the Pulisic tweets, isn't it? It's like, yo, man, today was such a tough game. Pulisic <laughs> out. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, that was a radical game of soccer, bro. I thought we really had him in the first quarter. Here we go. So, this, if you don't follow USA soccer guy on Twitter, boys, go and follow him. He's so fucking funny. People actually think he's been serious. Yeah. About it. So from today's game, the steep the sheets stay unstained between Chelsea franchise club and Manchester <laughs> Unity. As Callum as Callum Miracle on the Hudson Adoy. As Callum <laughs> Miracle on the Hudson Adoy makes makes a leap makes a legal hand felony inside the danger box zone. Uh, so I think that'll wrap it up, boys, for episode four slash episode one of the American episode. We didn't really go too in depth with America, but uh, we we did. But, uh, yeah, uh, good forty minutes or so. But yeah, just to have... up, um, obviously we covered a lot of um, 
any question like questions we got today about America and we aren't hopefully answered them um, and gave you enough information you lads that are watching and obviously gave out background on our journeys and that to America but um, the company that I went through um, it's called all four players now I'll stick the, the website in the bio of the video and everything I work quite closely with them now that I've left uni um, in terms of helping lads out and also just just general admin stuff for them doing some research on colleges or helping make highlight videos stuff like that but yeah, they're, they're a great company. They also have services in the UK. Um, they have partnerships with like some prem, uh, Premier League, some professional clubs like uh, championship level, League One, League Two, where they help lads get placed. They also help get uh, lads placed in Europe in those clubs in Sweden. They have partnerships with, they helped me um, get signed to the Conference South team I'm playing to currently and another lad we played with, Ben Jordan. So, um yeah, obviously working with them before I'd give them a shout out. And also, boys, if you genuinely are interested in going to America, to head on their website, read all the information, reach out to either John or, or Kieran, who works there, and mm. um, say, obviously, your reference through me. And then, yeah, just give us a shout if you need any help. Obviously, us, our guys, our DMs are always open. If you do have questions, we'll try and get through as many yeah. as we can. We'll always try and answer or, like, you know, uh, like your message if we want to respond um yeah because obviously we do get a, a bloody fair few so um, <laughs> if you are really good we'll we'll reply if you are really good we'll, we'll get in touch and you can sign for Wilmier because we're trying to win you know a national championship so. yeah well yeah that is that is another one like if, if you're if you've got like a good cv or you say, even send us footage like if you really want to we can put like it's it, it, it's pretty simple. If we speak to our coach, obviously we're still in contact with, or we can speak to the unit. We can put you in contact with Wilmington. It's I'd highly recommend going there. But also the company Elliot went with. There's a lot of scammers out there, lads, who rip you off. Trust me. Like if you are worried about what they're trying to offer you and what they're trying to charge you, please talk to us or talk to someone you know who's gone. Because there's so many, there's so many out there who just want to rip you off, take your money, and then just send you to a shit uni. Elliot, you know Elliot's he's tried and trusted. The company he's gone with is tried and trusted. They're a respected company. They're reasonably priced. So I'd highly recommend, if you are really, really serious about it, like I say, either speak to us or get in contact with the company Elliot went with. And I think yeah. you won't go far wrong because you do need, lads, it's it's impossible to do it on your own. It really is. You're just going to have to bite the bullet with the, the money you pay and then just go from there. And also, so yeah, if, you want to, if you're really serious about America, follow those steps. And make sure you're getting on the UGD apparel, boys. I'm going to link it in the bio. It's in my Instagram bio. It's going to be in the Lamasala bio. It's going to be in our individual bios on Instagram. We are going to do a giveaway as well. So any, any lads who do go over to the site and buy stuff, send either me, Carl or Elliot the receipts. Send a screenshot of your receipt for stuff you bought. Send it in to us. And then lads who've sent us in, we're going to do a little raffle for people and we'll give you a big giveaway of gear. So... Yeah, and like I say, boys, it's um, it it is good gear. It's like casual wear, sport wear. It's, it's mainly fitness based, so that's why we're happy to kind of promote it because it's it's gear we are wearing and do wear. It's it's we have had we've had other offers for like people to sponsors and stuff, and it's like stuff we'd never ever use or wear. We don't want to be like waffling about that. So yeah, if you don't do those two things, we will find you. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, boys, I think that'll wrap up a bit of a longer episode today, but it is what it is. We'll just fun. Um, fun. enjoy yeah, it. Good fun. A bit more, a bit more of a serious one this time. We'll get back, but we oh, that's it. We've got Elliot's friend Danny Green coming on uh, to film with us Wednesday, so that'll be out Thursday. So he's a current current pro, isn't he? L? No, he's just he just come out of the pro game, but he's got years of experience playing in the Championship, League One, League yeah. Two. So. Yeah, I'll put more info on Instagram coming this week, just a few clips of him playing yeah. and stuff. But he's a current coach now and, yeah, yeah. he um, loves the game, got loads of knowledge, loads of great opinions. So it'll be good to get him on. So, boys, get your questions in for Danny Green, for one. Two, get your questions in again, just in general, like you always do, because we may cover them the next episode or the episode after. Ideas, what you want us to do. Maybe we're thinking about maybe getting Danny Green to do his all-time top five or his all-time Prem 11 or something like that. We don't just we don't just want it to be interview-based. We're not coming on here. Although he's going to be the main guest kind of thing, we want to just talk to him. He's not just going to be like an interview. We kind of want to integrate him. Well, um, we are trying to get jobs at Sky. Like, we do yeah. want to just yeah, make it more fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so boys, look forward to seeing you again Thursday. We're, we're, drop, we're recording Wednesday, dropping Thursday again with Danny Green. Get your questions in for all that. We'll hopefully have a bit more of an upbeat last one on uh, on Wednesday. So make sure you, you're liking, commenting, subscribing. Boys, the views and the comments have plateaued a bit. You, you're letting me down a bit. But, oh, we absolutely were flying the first few episodes and weeks, but we're just slowly plateauing. So get the views, get the subscribers, share it to all your boys. Anyone who Comments, wants to share, get it all in. Get it all in. Where are you? <laughs> yeah. I think we'll leave it there, boys. I think that's been another solid episode. And we'll yeah. see you again Wednesday, Thursday for the viewers. Can't wait. See you later, chat. Cheers, boys. You. <laughs>